This one is for all of my Starseed sisters, or should I say, Sistars. We are so excited to be partnering with Natural Cycles, bringing a new, non-invasive, hormone-free, natural birth control option to the market. Natural Cycles is so much more than just a period tracker app, guys. If you're currently using that, this is totally a step above it. The science behind it is out of this world and tells you so much more about your fertility status. So the algorithm is able to actually confirm your fertility status using body temperature. It will tell you if you're having a green day or a red day, if you're fertile and good to go, or maybe you want to use another form of protection. The app is backed by science and it's 98% effective with perfect use. So if you're interested in learning more about this new alternative natural form of a contraceptive, take a look at the link in our bio and use code STAR at checkout to receive 20% off. Again, that's code STAR at checkout to receive 20% off your first subscription with Natural Cycles. What is shifting everyone? It's Chelsea, one of two of your starseed sisters here to introduce our next podcast guest today. Before doing so, we would be so grateful if you rated this podcast five stars on your listening platform. As always, it helps other starseeds like yourself find us and tune into their remembrance. Me and Rima's heart chakra is absolutely overflowing with love and excitement in introducing to you the divine masculine and new soul brother, Coach Monarch. Monarch is a self-embodiment and ascension coach and starseed, but above all, he is a radiant, courageous beam of light who is so gracious in this episode with you all today. We honor him and the space created, but above all, we can't wait for you, the listener, to discover what it is that your soul called you here to find. So without further ado, here's the magic with Monarch. Hello, hello, Monarch. Welcome to the podcast. We're so delighted to have you here today. How are you? I'm doing so well. So honored to be with you both today. I'm integrating a lot but it's just it's such a blessing to be on this space with y'all to mm -hmm. share whatever's going to come through today absolutely the pleasure is all all of ours <laughs> <laughs> um so we definitely wanted to start off um with most of the guests that we have on for the first time a lot of our listeners are getting to know you and we understand that the awakening process is a long long journey and has so many um parts to it but i wanted to ask you monarch if you were to summarize in a sense, and let's say write a book about your awakening journey, what would the title of the book be called? And what would the first and last chapters be about? Wow, that's dense. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> Absolutely, take your time. The butterfly. Mm. The first chapter would be isolation mm. and the last chapter would be 
embodiment. Mm. I was feeling that. I mean, I, th- I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> now we will enter into silence where we will connect <laughs> through our minds. You're not talking about the rest of the episode. <laughs> 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 that's amazing i love that so much why um would you say embodiment for the last chapter yeah so i guess it would have to start in the first chapter for me to answer that um the isolation in the awakening process is getting away from all of the lies that we've been told everything from everyone from every belief and to determine what you want to believe is true in the realization of all is self but to that you have to find elements that resonate with you and to find elements that resonate with you you must look at everything that you've run from to embody the dark side and the light side to come into full union with all of it amazing oh my gosh that's beautiful i agree yeah i agree so it's almost like a Rebirth. Yeah, Reaper. <laughs> it is. I just recently went through one. So, you know, when you when you do talk about that, I get emotional a little bit because I do it's just because it's a long journey. It's a hard one. And, you know, you feel like I don't I don't ever get emotional, by the way. So you know that we're connected. Yeah. But it it does. It's a lonely one. And when you remove the layers and the conditions that we were raised to believe. And to let go of the pain of thinking that we were different and strange and didn't fit in. And then you do find yourself and you become whole. Your tribe starts to come and and find you. And then you realize what true love is. And so, you know, with, with a concept of what we've been going through with a rebirth, like this is the pivotal moment where you know that embodiment is the most important. So I hear you and I honor you. And I'm sure you've been through so much pain in your journey as well. Mm-hmm. And and I, I would like to say, like, we chose this, all yeah. of the pain, as much as we want to run away from it at the beginning, every trial and every trauma we selected as tumultuous as they are. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I feel as though, I recognize within you and your message. I mean, me and Rima have been following you for some time. And one thing that I've kind of um, pinpointed from, you know, your, your platforms as you do create space for, as you call it, holy rage. Mm-hmm. And I find that so interesting because I feel like as a sovereign being or a sovereign beings, you know, the message that's really you know, wide spoken or widespread is this love and light, you know, love and light, love and light, be love and light. You don't see a ton of um, star seeds anyway, speaking on this rage aspect or, you know, really kind of bringing light about the darkness. And so my question to you is Monarch, what is that holy rage to you and why or where has that um, originated for you to feel the need to speak on it? Wow. Beautiful, beautiful question. Um, it needs to be asked a lot more in, in the community because of how it's just, um, it's it's looked over with the love and light aspect of spirituality. Where I would start with that would be my father. Growing up, he was abusive in many ways and um, a lot of broken things in the home um, in, in the ways of like breaking my shit, abuse and and. Um, some in some very uh, uh, chaotic ways 
Um, and so I run it, I wanted to run away from it for a long time. I was like, I will never be like that. And I put that into my belief system. I was like, I will never express anger. And that was denying a part of me because how he expressed anger was necessary, but how he did it was not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go through this, um, awakening to this fire within my solar plexus that's where i always feel whenever i feel that rage and then it comes up to my heart and then i have to express it mm. um but i didn't i denied that part of me for such a long time until about 2018 and um i was just so upset about all the lies my family um hid from me and everything that was not true that i i believed for such a long time and I remember taking myself out to this random road, this abandoned road, and I brought this pallet of wood. And I was like, I'm going to smash this thing as much as I need to, to fully come into knowing what this anger has to teach me. There's something that it has to teach me. And I, I remember like my dad would always just use me as his punching bag. Mm -hmm. And instead of me being the punching bag, I reclaim my power by um, honoring that side of me. And when I did, it felt like I could actually cry. Mm -hmm. It felt like I could actually let go of emotion or release emotion. And so upon doing that, I was able to stand up for myself more. And I was able, able to call out lies and, and stuff that was like, or, or ways of manipulation in, in people that were close to me. So really, holy rage is about mm -hmm. standing up for yourself when no one else will yeah it's about being your own source of strength to call out things that are not aligned to you and i think the collective is running away from it because it's so intense yeah it's so passionate mm -hmm. it's so fiery um but when you get to that extreme you can lower it down and talk with a more clear concise um speak and so i actually realized this when it was about 2020 when me and my family, it was after an ayahuasca experience and I released a lot of sacral and solar plexus traumas. And my, my dad, he has a tendency of kind of like subtly lying, but not really coming, not, not actually speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. So we were at this family retreat and I knew some shit was going to go down. Mm -hmm. Um, and but it was a lot different because I, I went through this huge healing and I, I was ready to confront everything that needed to be confronted. And so he's always been my biggest um, demon in my life. Yeah. And so when he lied, I was like, I, I'm not going to let this go this time. And so I kind of pinpointed it and, and it was kind of embarrassing for him because it was in front of our entire family. Yeah. Um, but it needed to happen that way for everyone to see that I'm standing in my power now. And so that holy rage allowed me to be calm and clear without attacking him. It was more of like, no, I'm not going to let myself be belittled or lied to. And in doing that, I, I reclaimed all of my power. I told my inner child, it's okay. You're never yeah. going to be hurt that way ever again. Yeah. And after that moment, I was able to be a lot more clear with my words I never had to raise my voice to get my point across where I used mm -hmm. to just be overlooked mm -hmm. and um, my voice would be too small for anyone to hear. And so it's like you have to ex express that intensity to know to know that you're dangerous. We're all dangerous, but we have to remember how how dangerous we can be 
so that we can protect the ones we love and protect our inner childs too. Amen. Can I chime in on that? Well, we're, we're like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I connect with you so much, honey, because I haven't told this story, but I'd like to share it because last December I did the same as you. I, I had to holy rage for me was the same as you. I did not want to explode because I didn't want to be like my father. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like, and I promised my daughter because when I was pregnant, I was really angry at one point and I could feel my stomach clenching. And I promised her in that moment, I will never get angry. I will never give you anxiety. I will never let you go through what I went through. And I realized I was holding my anger in so much that I wasn't allowing myself to be free. And, you know, my parents came over last December and I was trying to talk to them and my inner child was shaking and I was crying and they weren't listening to me and I lost it. And my daughter was home and I lost it. I kicked them out of my house. I told them my truth and I felt so embarrassed because my daughter heard me and she came down and I said, honey, are you okay? And she said, are you okay? You know, she's 11. She's like, are you okay, mommy? Like you just spoke your truth. You were disrespected. You spoke your truth. Don't worry about me. She's like, you are so brave. Now I can do that to my own father. And what I realized is that because my parents never listened to me, my voice was always small. And I realized that how can I ever speak my truth if my parents didn't even allow me to do so? And when that happened, I swear, I thought I talked to my sister and, you know, she's a divine healer as well. And I, I told her what happened. She's like, yes, girl, like you got it. Like, that's what you were supposed to do. Damn right. Yeah. She was like firing me up. She's like, I know you, you're going to feel guilty later. You're going to be fine. Uh -huh. And yeah. I, we went to go see Avatar 2 that night. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I saw how beautiful it was. And I went to bed, my love. I slept the whole fucking night wow. for the first time in my life. I slept That's the whole night and I realized I needed to shed that part, right? Like I needed to let go of this karma that was no longer mine. Mm. And so when I hear you, like I honor you, I bow down to you because you're not alone and it takes so much courage mm. and, you know, it does feel lonely in that sense, but we don't want people around us that don't want us to rise. We don't want people around us who don't believe in us, you know, and just because they're our blood does not mean they should be in our lives. So like, I, I hear you and I need to learn to scream more. And mm. I need to learn that, yes. you know, I need to learn that side too. I need to learn to hit and, and yes. go a little bit crazy. And I, I am learning, <laughs> I am learning. Like I, I, I'm like, wow, my, my scream is really high pitched. Like what the, like, this sounds so weird. <laughs> oh, it's really pitch up super, your dog has heard it. Like that's for sure. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I recently, um, I, I like breaking things that have an emotional attachment to them and oh this full moon i was able to break <laughs> break some things from the past that my family mm. gave me and it okay. felt so freeing to do it was just more chords yes and, um it was like it, it's almost like uh, when i was a kid my family would tell me you know you're 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 kind of clumsy you know you don't don't break that mm. there's always that like programming of not being you can't be messy but yeah. i think in in the messiness in the rage that's that's where you find the most healing Absolutely. I've actually, 
I mean, I love social media because I think it can be such a aid and healing and like, this is how we connected and you can truly find so many soul family members on there. And like, it teaches me a lot through like the algorithm because mm -hmm. for me, it's on point with the spirituality of it all. And I saw this one video, it's a mom and she's kind of recording her and her daughter kind of filling up like an iced coffee, let's say, mm -hmm. and the daughter spills the milk. And the second she does it, she looks at her mom like, oh my God, I, like, are you going to get mad at me? She goes, it's okay, baby. And then that video got like so viral because it's just such a taboo. Parents are always like, what did you do? Like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. And um, the person who stitched it, like just made me cry the way he was like, this is so empowering and powerful for such a young mind to hear that it's okay for them to make mistakes. Yes. And I think that's what I hear you saying is that like when our parents conditioned us, you know, on the negatives of don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's a no about this and just pointing out all the things that we were doing wrong. It, you know, we struggle then and later on in life to really accept when, um, you know, we make a fuck up, let's say, or we have a mistake in life. Yeah. And those are the moments where there's actually so much growth there for us. Like you're mm -hmm. speaking on that rage and that pain where it's really like our biggest teacher, I would say. Yes. And yes. and so like Monarch for you, like what are the practices in which, you know, you said you break things that have emotional value. Is there anything else um, practice wise that you're currently doing when you need to release that um, from your solar plexus? I think it was. Yeah. I love that. It's um, what I've learned in these practices. It's it's almost like each practice, uh, okay, I'll, I'll kind of retract it. I would, um, whenever I am clumsy and I'm like, oh, should I, I shouldn't have done that. I, I kind of pause with myself and I'm like, no, now that you've done it, like do it intentionally. Mm -hmm. um, I, so before I started break, breaking things that, that I wanted to break that had a lot of emotional value, I was unconsciously breaking things because I wasn't conscious of my rage. And so there was almost like this subconscious aspect of me that was acting out because it just wanted to be wild. It wanted to be loud mm -hmm. and I would be so hard on myself. It was almost like I was carrying the programming of my parents yeah. being like, Oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Making me, um, uh, outburst even more. Mm -hmm. And so in those subtle moments where I accidentally break something, I'm like, okay, acknowledge this as your inner child wanting attention. It needs to be seen right now. And so what I like to do now, whenever I'm feeling that anger, is I like to take myself away from everybody and just create a sacred space for me to express that rage, screaming as loud as I can, mm -hmm. breaking something or, or making an art piece really messy. Mm -hmm. I find being messy is so healing. Um, in my van, I, I painted all the walls with, with a bunch of paint and it was just so freeing because that's something that my parents, you know, yeah. Paint, paint on a canvas but don't yeah. get it everywhere don't get it everywhere that's a good I, one I, I purposely that. got it everywhere and it was so fun <laughs> that's, so a, that's such a good I feel like it's going to happen with my daughter <laughs> I think where she's gonna be like what because I am a clean freak what yeah. I'm like just throw paint everywhere let's just do Ooh. it uh -huh. oh my god in the garage oh yeah and I'm like thank monarch he's the one who told oh, me yeah. and then <laughs> we're gonna do it and then uh -huh. I'll send it to you okay, but... <laughs> you see me like this okay like a little video yes we'll have to have like a uh a... A messy paint video that goes yeah. viral where we all do it's gonna be it. a paint ceremony. Yeah, yeah, there you go, <laughs> there you go. So may I ask now that um, actually, there's a, I, I even want to backtrack a little bit because 
you are a starseed, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So may I ask you, because I feel like it really lines up with us, like, and we'll tell you our story too, but when did you know you were a starseed? Yes. Like, yeah. Allow the starseed lingo. Yes. So unconsciously, I knew when I first lost my hair and I was so triggered by people calling me an alien around the age of 13, I lost it to an auto, uh, autoimmune disease called alopecia. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so triggered by people calling me an alien. I was like, oh, I'm not an alien. Yeah. But little did I know that was my higher self preparing me for the life I'm living now. Wow. And around um, 2021 or 2020, it was right after I confronted my dad is when all of these downloads started to come through about me not being from here. And uh, it was at this ayahuasca experience when I walked in and people were just like staring at me. And I, I usually get a lot of stares because I'm really tall. I'm six foot four and I'm also bald. So wow. I'm kind of an eyesore wherever I walk. We're family, baby. I'm six one. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, Palladians are partiers, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this at this ayahuasca experience, they were just all staring at me, and I'm like, "Well, what, why are they staring at me? Like, it's just a little little um, out there. It's more more so than than usual." And so after the experience, uh, the next day, they're all like, "Do you do you know where you're from? Uh, from the stars?" And I was like, "I've never really thought about it, but I I, I guess I've been feeling some extraterrestrial like." Um, I've just been hearing so many synchronicities with extraterrestrials. It would make sense. And that's when someone recommended, he's like, you should go watch the movie. Um, what is it? The dude from the water. Um, uh, dude from the name. water. Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, like, I got it. Go <laughs> watch, watch Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, look, look up the star system serious. Mm. I was like, wow, I've never heard of this, but this, this resonates for some reason. And so I started to look into it and that's when all of these connections with Egypt came through. Mm -hmm. Um, Back when I was a kid, I used to carry with me Egyptian God cards from Yu-Gi-Oh! And little did I know that was my lifetime in Egypt that was was speaking through, which was also spawned from my lifetime in Sirius. And so that's when I started to find out about that. And then after that lifetime came through, um, I remembered my lifetimes in Draco as a dragon. And then mm-hmm. my lifetimes in Antares as this Antares light being, and then a praying mantis in like the twelfth dimension, oh. and so all of these different layers started to just like um, filter through. Now that I released like those bottom chakras, bottom traumas from the bottom chakras, mm-hmm. and I feel like when you get to a point of clarity within your roots, you're able to see higher, um, and and see more expanded states of you. And so that's when it really started to integrate into who I am now. Oh my gosh. That's so, and such a like short timeline, right? Like it, that's amazing. That's a lot yeah. to take in. You must've gone so through a lot much. of rebirths. Like you must've so gone. Many. Yeah. My singular mind is like, we'll find that thing that I can't be the other thing. But yeah. then I started to realize we, we're so many things condensed into a human. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's why we're, we're, we're multidimensional. Mm-hmm. So true. I say this, you know, on the podcast all the time, but when I, you know, was leaning into to star seeds and my origins and uh, my rebirth in that sense, it almost 
was a lot for me to take in because I'm singular in the same way that I was like, well, if I'm here, I want to be here and I want to be from here. And that didn't align with me at the moment. And I was, you know, going through a lot of like um, deaths in the sense of like trying my best to accept that I was here. Cause for so long, you know, I think we talk about like our inner child's feeling, you know, misunderstood in this sense of not belonging. Um, and then over time, my brain was able and my soul were able to kind of connect and like I was able to feel rooted. And I think we talk about this too. The soul family is so huge. Like once you find your people, you know, it starts to make a little bit more sense that you don't have to be here alone. Um, and then the manifestations start to come through and then, you know, you get on mission, um, et cetera, yeah. so on and so forth. And so for me, I actually got tatted on my wrist. Um, this tattoo here, it's a Welsh word, he wraith. And it's essentially um, a longing for the stars and a longing for a place other than earth. And so I got it tattooed with the um, Starseed Triangle as a tribute mm -hmm. to my commitment to really be on mission here. And although Jeez. I know this like word to me, I clung on to it with so much attachment mm -hmm. for so long. And that like, I, you know, we, we go through like dark night of the soul and wanted to leave. We wanted to leave so many times. Yep. And so as a commitment <laughs> to myself to stay here, <laughs> I like, yeah, I'm going to get it tattooed because this was like a symbolic um, reminder, reminder about what I went through essentially. So I, I really relate to you in the sense of like the rebirths totally. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, I feel like we're, we're continuing missions. Like as we, um, deprogram this lifetime for all the all the beliefs that we've been told we like continue what we've been doing here for for eons yeah right. absolutely oh my gosh and and i love this conversation because the last conversation we had we talked about depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and the reason why we use those words because we want to lighten it up to let people know that it really is a rebirth and that when you're in the dark or in within the dark of the shadows, that this is what happens. You do have a rebirth and you get to, to connect a little bit more and your clairs start to, to open up. So it's a reminder that it's okay. It's supposed to happen and allow it and, and, and flow with it. So that's important. And for me too, like I, since I was little, I felt like this was not home. I didn't know what I was or who I was until like just recently too, but I always felt homesick and I just, I was like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. It's time to take me back. I, I like, and then, you know, I'd always pray to the stars and I always looked for religion in like, I look for God in different religions. I was telling this to Finnegan last time too. And I think you and I connect on this. Like I was trying to look for God in so many places, yeah. not knowing it was always within me you know? And then I think that when we find out that we are the higher power in ourselves and that we do, we are the co-creators of our own destiny, there's almost like, um, we let go of this pressure. The pressure is gone. You just flow, you know, and Chelsea is so good at this because she is, she's, 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 she's been here a little bit less time than me. She's like in her twenties, I'm in my forties. So like, I think like she, she walks in life very present which is really beautiful to have because I don't all the time. I'm always like, okay, what about this? Or what about that? Or what about there? And I have to like ground myself. So it's always good to meet people. And now you get to meet a soul tribe that's different generations so that you evolve even more and quicker. Right. And I love that about soul family. It's, it's beautiful. I have a question for you in regards to dreams. Okay. Yeah. If that's okay. Go for it. Um, and the reason why is because I've had vivid dreams all my life, like almost to a point where I guess, cause I'm an empath and I'm sure we all are, but I'm so sensitive and my dream life is very insane. Like I can't even explain to you. 
especially lately, especially since, since I let go of family, it's uh, been even more yes. so, but yes. I don't understand what the hell is going on. Okay. Okay. So I just want to ask you, because I know you talk about dream and I, and you talk, you talk about dream life. What does that mean to you? And what do you get out of it? And how do we, um, how are we able to, uh, what's that word? Like perceive it when that happens? Great question. Um, so my, in my interpretation of dreams, I see dreams as like, um, the, the exit of the simulation into other simulations. And so when we're in this simulation and we're trapped with our traumas, where we re repeat the messages of the traumas through the subconscious. And so we create worlds we go into to see better the problems and challenges we're trying to overcome in this reality. But then when we release those traumas and we alchemize and integrate, then we're able to see higher realities and, and, and um, simultaneously merge into parallel realities that are all coexisting with us um, simultaneously. And so it's so beautiful how you said your dreams are starting to shift now that you um, stood up for yourself and really embodied your power to the people that have uh, placed the most power over you, it sounds. Mm -hmm. And and by doing that, now we're, you're able to peer through other um, parallel existences that you're also simultaneously in that are are also teaching you too so think of it like we have 12 12 players of you that are all doing something in a different reality you get to communicate with each version of you through the dream space and be in their body through um, however many dreams you have a, a night um, I kind of botched that description, but oh, not to me. Cause you said exactly what I've been feeling. Like I okay, feel cool. no, cause you've been, oh, I, I, yeah. Like I feel like I'm what I thought, but I mean, I would like, again, I'm still trying to integrate and understand it. But what I thought was these are different dimensions of what could have been or what was, and I'm flowing into those different dimensions. Yes. Like that's what, yeah. and so what, if I made a different choice that time, this is what would have happened. This is where my life would have been and vice versa. So that's what I've been feeling. So thank you for the confirmation. And <laughs> yeah. I actually just had like a, like awakening moment for a second there, because I have um, a similar kind of childhood where my father was my biggest teacher, um, definitely was the one to kind of um, make me feel small and close up my throat chakra very early on in life. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of let certain family members, including him kind of go years ago. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really past that. But it's odd that he comes up in my dreams so often. And it's as if it's so vivid like it's mm -hmm. real I, I could wake up and tell you that it happened and that's typically how I dream it's like I'm there and I'm not here you know um and so recently I haven't really put too much thought into it I just figured it's the full moon like you know my, my body will explain itself later and here it's the manifestation I really think that you know it's it's likely me coming back into my voice again because I've gone through some shifts where you know I have closed my throat chakra again. And I think, you know, healing is not a straight line. So although sometimes it opens, sometimes it closes. Yeah. Um, and so here I am again, kind of learning that. And um, I'm currently in union. So I think that also. Ooh, oh, sorry. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm noticing that a lot of my like triggers from him kind of yeah. arising again, where I'm like, I for years have, especially with Rima and the podcast and, you know, open up my throat chakra, haven't felt, you know, like, like I care too much about being understood. I think once, once you awaken, you're like, this yeah. is me. And you talk about embodiment. I felt that. 
And then now that I'm in this different timeline, it's like, what for, I haven't felt this before where I care if someone understands me or not. Mm -hmm. And so that's interesting. It's because it's kind of like this similarity in, in, in my childhood where I'm closing up again, because it's like, well, retract, retract, safety, safety, instead of moving forward, forward and embodying that, that again. And, and so I thank you for that because the, the, the dream light stick makes so much sense. Do you feel like there's certain, um, pinpoints that we may be able to find in dreams? Like if there's a a symbolic meaning that could, you know, connect it to something, is there something we can use essentially? Um, like I know dream journals are huge. Is there anything you do, um, to kind of keep track of your dreams to decode them in a sense? Yeah. So, um, several things one would be notice um objects notice several objects that are reoccurring um and and they could be in the form of a color or or a shape or or a thing that has a lot of meaning or the ways that um the ways that you either die or you have a confrontation with someone Mm -hmm. and notice those those there's sometimes there's there's patterns within these dreams that reoccur through different storylines that we can kind of dissect to see how we respond in our dreams. And once you begin to respond differently in your dreams, you respond better in your waking life. Um, I noticed this is another um, uh, dream interpretation too, where one one time I had a, had a dream where there's always my my basketball coach that is like a big trigger for me. He was yeah. really, really angry, kind of like an emanation of my, my father. And um, whenever this comes up, I'm just like, oh, like, why am I still here? That was ages ago. <laughs> I right? Feel you, I feel but, you. Yeah. And I'm like, in this dream, it was about like a week ago. I was like, all right, this is not my reality. And I even said this to him because I was, I had a beer in my hand. I don't even drink alcohol. <laughs> and he was like mad at me for the beer in my hand. And I'm like, this is not my reality. I, I don't subscribe. <laughs> like, this is not my man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so just by saying that, then you're able okay. to, um, one, reclaim your power in the dream. Two, tell your subconscious that you're ready for a new reality. Mm-hmm. And three, it could also be now not to put any fear in anyone, but just to highlight something that's been happening to me lately. You said you're in union, and I'm also in union too. Yay! Sorry. So we're getting way stronger, and a lot of stuff doesn't want the union within this reality to be had within anyone. And so. Yes. I've been having gray, gray alien beings um, but project dreams into my dream state, like my my uh, basketball coach. And when I said that, that this is not my reality, I kind of retracted my energy out of the dream, but not fully. And I saw the projector and I saw these two gray alien beings like shocked that I could see them. Mm. And I was like, this is not my reality. I don't know why you keep projecting this. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have anything to say. And then I woke up. And so it could potentially be that I don't want to like, no, just know that you're way stronger than than the dream. And um, have you yeah. ever experienced sleep paralysis at all? Because what yeah. you're mentioning is something that I unconsciously began doing at an early age to get out of my sleep paralysis where I would just yell in the dream I would find my voice somehow mm. and remind myself that I had power. Have you experienced that? And how did you get yourself out of it? Um, so I've only had it once and it was in college. That was way before any of my awakening. And so I kind of just sat there until it went away. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was terrifying though. It really, yeah. You feel like for anyone who's not familiar, sleep paralysis is essentially where you're in a dream, but you have what it feels like no motor, motor control, mm-hmm. um, no ability to, to like speak and whatever's happening in the dream is almost taking some 
force over you. Um, but I kind of felt like when that happened to me, my sleep paralysis, it was similar to my anxiety in life. Yeah. I combated the sleep paralysis in the dream. And then I noticed that when it happened in real life with my anxiety, I could also yell at my anxiety because it was an external force and I could tell it to leave. Yes. Yeah, that like kind of. Yeah, I'm listening to all of this and I'm like, oh my God, like this makes sense. Like, it's like, I do go through that often, actually. Yeah, yeah, I do it often and I hear things. You weren't having good dreams at all. I haven't had good dreams all my life, but now it's even, it's very vivid. Like it's even, it's so strong that before I could wake up and let go of it, but it's so strong that I could feel it like internally for days. I could taste it. I could smell it. I could hear it. And I know that's a gift. I need to just figure out what that means. But, um, but yeah, I'm listening to both of you talk. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, okay, this, this is what makes sense. I love that because it does for me personally, when you just talked about the gray aliens, I was like, Oh, okay. This makes sense (laughs) because, and I don't fear it. I used to fear it. I used to fear it. And that's what used to make make me sick. Now I just say, you're not, you're not wanted here and you must go, you know, that's all. I just, just say, you are not wanted here. You must go. And I realize, and this makes sense. Y'all when we are rising, that is what happens. Our dream life takes, takes over, becomes very dark. It stops us from growing because of the fear. And if we can just stop in that moment and know this is because something's coming in because we're not supposed to rise. And with both of you being in union, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful to see, honestly, Mark, because that is my dream is to be in union with someone I can grow with. Right. And, 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 and to be in mission with, and I see that you're in that. So congratulations to both of you for, first of all, for embodying your true selves in order to find each other. Cause that was the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know much about your relationship. And I mean, if you can, you want to share it, please do. But I guess these triggers and the union is allowing you to grow so much. So it's like, where do you go from here? Like, how did you, how did you connect? And, and what is your mission together? Well, before I go into that, I want to say you're up next. Okay. Oh, honey, I listen, thank you, my love. I just (laughs) let go of my, I just let go of my twin flame. So right now I'm all about me yes, yes. And that's me, me, me. yes. <laughs> so oh, thank you but right, oh, i have yeah. you now and i have her so that's the love i 100%. need but thank you but i'll watch you but and chelsea go through it know. yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh-huh. for saying that but please please share the love i love okay. it <laughs> so yeah oh, let's see where do i even start um this past year has been me listening to spirit uh fully just fully devoting to the call the pull of what I need to do to be in service to humanity at this time. And um, it started with TikTok and uh, TikTok got me out of being homeless in my car. And um, I started to uh, create a brand of the monarch. And through that, I was um, traveling more, doing psychic readings for the first time. Didn't know I was psychic until TikTok. This all kind of coincides into us, us coming into union. Yeah. And I, I went went to Spain for the first time, was in, in search of my beloved wherever she was. And there was some, there were false beloveds that were showing up trying to emulate her before she appeared. And I remember spirit was like, these are, these are um, uh, false flames that are coming through that are, that are testing you to see if you're actually ready for the one. And so it was, it was like three heartbreaks last year. And it was I like put my put my heart on the line so many times. Yeah. Um, but after all of that, I started to realize like, okay, if I no longer search and I find within, then I will find her too. 
And when yeah. I started to have that realization, instead of being in like the lack mindset of like, yeah. oh, I'm never going to find her. Where is she at? That's when she showed up. And it was on, it was like uh, before December, I started to see this, this gal, Queen Activation is her username on TikTok. And she started liking my, my videos. I was like, oh, interesting. Is Queen Activation. <laughs> I love that username. There's something about that. And so I checked her page out and and she provides Reiki healing. And I was like, whoa, okay. You know, she's, she's doing it. Queen activation. Like that. <laughs> Hopefully she's like, you know, queen status. And yeah. So, yeah, she can activate yeah, you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so I messaged her and I was like, Hey, I don't normally do this, but I, I feel an attraction to you. That's totally ethereal, like out of this world. Um, you know, what's your story? And we started to chat and, um, little uh, a couple like like a month later we started to realize we had an egyptian lifetime mm. and that that was our last connection wow and, and all she had like a vision of us in this carriage being drawn with all these people cheering around us and we were heading to our our wedding or, or, or egyptian styled wedding and um at first i was like oh my god it's a lot like is she just saying this, this <laughs> but then the heartbreak's coming back le legit yeah and, and so i had to really trust and and kind of surrender to the flow of it and then one of my friends uh at the beginning of me starting tiktok she had a vision of me being in union with this woman and um seeing all the impact we would create in this world and whatnot and I was like, well, great. Well, you know, where's she at? Like, how do I find her? <laughs> and I sent her, I sent her a picture of her and she's like, oh my God, this is it. Like I see her, her red lipstick. I see her ears. It's wow. her. And she's like, I even see you in a vision with your arm over her. And she's like kind of tall. And, and she's exactly, she's tall too. She's about five, nine. And so everything's just started to line up. We had so many synchronicities about, um, Egypt, about our lives here, mm -hmm. um, and she lives over in Pennsylvania, which I'm now currently here. Yay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, I was kind of playing hard to get because I was kind of yes. like, I'm, I wasn't sure. Well, that's and it. Exactly. It was yeah, all the, 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 the 3D DAO. Exactly. And so and, and that's why what we come here to shed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have to say, so I'm not on social media very much. I'm only on Instagram. And it was funny because I mean, Chelsea saw you first and then I saw you without her knowing. And I was like, Gee, did you see this, this deliciousness of a man? Like oh, the, yeah. the power that comes through your eyes, energy. like wow. the energy, all of it. Like, that's what I meant. Like, you know, when I say oh. delicious, I ho hope you I Appreciate that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a mama like mm, yeah. let me like like kiss your cheeks. Um, and so uh, so yeah, so when when we saw that, I was like, wow, there's something really special there. But I want to let people know. A lot of people tell me they get DMs from guys all the time, right? Like they're like, oh, people are DMing me. This is exactly a good example of what a beautiful divine masculine should be messaging you as. Like, what's your story? You know, like I'm really attracted to you. Tell me yeah. about yourself. It's not sexual, it's energy. Yeah, and so I, yeah, it's genuine. And I want to bring that up because so many people feel like if, oh, well, you are a goddess and I, you are my divine. No, it's not about that. It's about the connection and getting to know each other and growing. Right. Can I, can I say something? Yeah. Um. So it's, and it's not about claiming it's like, oh, it's like, I want you like, ah, like that. 
it's about coming into union, standing in your power together without saying that you have this person, yes. you're with this person. Mm. And I feel like a lot of men, they kind of struggle with this because they're like, well, I'm attracted to this person. How do I express interest? But it's you're right. It's not sexual. It's all energetic. That's that's the first spot. And then you can grow into the other stuff. But yes, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to have so my sister, Michelle, she's divine's purpose. She talks a lot about uh, sacred sexuality, and she's very mm-hmm. much of a twin journey in the Egypt times, too. I'm sure you guys will yeah. connect. We actually yeah. want to have another reconnect. A reconnect. We want to have a podcast another time with a group session of, of divine yeah. healers around masculine and feminine. Really. Talk. Yeah. Share and okay. talk. I, I can't wait. But um, I do want to ask you about your gifts and your coaching. And I want to ask you, you know, you started just recently, you said, so what does that look like? And how can you help other people with the tools in order to get through their shadows? Mm -hmm. So, wow, that's a beautiful question. I I love how you ended that because that's all, all of what I teach is um, or, or highlighting stuff that we run from. And when I, when I highlight it, um, I kind of want to retract it back when I first started. I started to realize that I was in a very, it was a life or death situation about seven or eight months ago. And I sold my car to this family and they're like, you can stay with us for a month. The family met off of TikTok and um, she didn't, she wasn't mentally stable. She was in her forties or fifties and it was not the healthiest situation that I could have put myself in. Mm -hmm. And spirit was trying to test me if I could listen to my spirit while being in this. And I realized I was like getting all these downloads about um, what was gonna, about to happen before it happened. And it was like a really dense situation. I don't want to go into it. No, but sorry. spirit told me like, I have to call the cops and that's how I'm going to get out of this and whatnot. And that's when I started to realize like there's this aspect of listening that is goes beyond the physical that will help you out of any situation. And um, that's what I provide in this in this sense of when you alchemize that shadow and you come into your power, then you'll know how to get out of any situation, no matter how bad. And it get, it brings you more power. It brings you more trust in yourself, no matter where you're at or what you're doing. Um, so I offer psychic readings um, to tap into um, hidden aspects within their subconscious that are bubbling up that need to be um, seen and integrated. And through the psychic readings, it's almost like life coaching. Like you can integrate it by doing X, Y, and Z. And if you incorporate this habit with this habit, then that that toxic habit won't feel as strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so it's like rewriting the subconscious programming so that I, I love neuro linguistic programming. So it's like a conscious neuro linguistic programming with uh, coaching sessions that I offer. Amazing. Amazing. And where can people find your services? Yeah. Coachmonarch.com. You can check. I them love out that. There. Oh my gosh. It's so, listen, your soul exudes so much love and I see you. I see your inner child. I honor all of you. Like I am so, we are so grateful that you took the time because time is so precious to be here with us. And before we end this beautiful, magical deliciousness of a session, I have a question for you. Okay. If you can use one word to heal the world, Mm. what would that be? acceptance mm, yes yes that is beautiful i love it we, and we accept you yes Aww. we accept you i we accept, accept you, you. Too. <laughs> 
Thank my, you. My sisters. <laughs> yes, my love. Well, we love you. We honor you. And we thank you for being here. Likewise. Thanks, <laughs> okay. okay. Bye. Hey,